Welcome back, friends. This is the Good Midlife Podcast. We are back again. We got some great weather in Louisville. It's a little rainy, but it's cool. Um, we're going to get to that in a minute, what's coming up this week. But uh, let's just say buckle up. We've got a show tonight. I've got some bonus audio. We're going to talk about some fun stuff. So uh, if you are a loyal listener, you will not be disappointed this week. With that said, thank you to all of our loyal listeners. Thank you for getting at us at the socials, whether it be the Good Midlife Podcast on Instagram, Kenshin Crew on Instagram, or the Good Midlife at gmail.com. That's where you get us. We appreciate all the interactions. We appreciate all the listens. Richard, how's it going with you tonight? I know you just got done with the run. What's happening? Oh, yeah. Just uh, I am in the home stretch of my marathon training. So, uh, uh, about I think about six or seven weeks out, so I guess it's not really the home stretch, but it's getting there. Uh, I'm two months out, so uh, we'll see how this goes. And um, traveling up in Indy right at the moment, so good times. Beautiful Indianapolis, um, home of the Colts. We'll get to football in a minute. What happened this weekend? Anything fun? Do you have any uh, good stuff this weekend? We always like to start there, so let's start. Let's see what's happening with you this weekend and uh, restaurants or act- activities and that kind of thing. Uh, yours, your weekend was much more eventful than mine. Uh, didn't do a whole lot. I went to a great Indian place or I should say Nepal Himalayan place in Louisville, uh, with a friend of mine. Uh, it's one of my new favorites. Uh, it's, uh, over off Bardstown road. Um, I'm not, I'm not even sure the name of it, to be honest. I can look it up while you tell us about your weekend. But, uh, other than that, my wife had a great show up in, Lexington this weekend and uh yeah nothing really to report football college football continues to roll and the NFL started so all good all good all good Maisie Clark is his wife uh if you want some art she's your person she makes some great stuff and so she had a good weekend in Lexington selling some art uh my weekend started Friday night with a visit to the German American Club which is always fun it's their Oktoberfest and it was very fun it's always a festive thing Saturday night, Friday night, they do it. Lots of German beer, delicious German beer. You can grab a a bratwurst. You can grab a pretzel. Um, So very fun with some friends there, and I always enjoy that. Uh, That's a great kickoff to fall, I think. Saturday, went to Lexington myself, and we had a big day tailgating for the UK game. Had a big, long tailgate. Got the grill out. Got some uh, cocktails going. Watched the cats look very, very lackluster. Um you know, against Eastern Kentucky, but we had a really good time. We stayed late afterwards and tailgate a little bit more as the crowd thinned out. Now, Richard, you've been to games at UK and you've seen all the banks of porta pots where you can go to the bathroom, right? I have, yes. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. we're we're in a different lot this year. We're in the blue lot, and uh, in the blue lot, there's so, there's some grass medians at some certain spots, and we were hoping to get up close to one of those at one point when we got there early for a game and. We haven't yet, but apparently people go early and they set up their tents and just leave them there year round. I didn't know that. I didn't know that was allowed, but we were hanging out and one of my buddies needed to go hit a bathroom. So he walked over to this porta pot that's in one of these medians and um, it was a private porta pot. These people have brought their own toilet in, their own porta john in, uh, sitting right behind where they tailgate and they had a lock on it. He tried to get in. He was going to get in and the person walked out of it and just locked the tail, the thing and didn't even say a word to him. And he was like, Oh, so I guess I can't use that, huh? So it was private. Well, as the evening went on, as the as the in the second half of the evening, when we were done with the game, um, somebody had walked down there. There were three or four of them, and there was one 
that was unlocked. It had a lock on it, but the lock was not uh, affixed. You know, they hadn't they hadn't sealed the lock. They had not locked it. So we took turns going in there. One of the friends went down. My wife went down, and uh, I went. And when I was in, that lock got turned around such that I was locked inside the porta pot. Richard, have you ever been locked inside a porta pot? No, I can't. I, I've had a lot of adventures in my life, and I can honestly say no. So I got done. Got done, and I was trying to. I and it, I was, it, it was jiggling the door, and uh, I, I stuck my hand through trying to, to wrench it. I and mean, fortunately, my wife and friends they were forty yards away, and so I had my phone with me, so I called them. And um, they just laughed. Okay, Elizabeth's going to come get me. Well, I, I look out the little uh, vents trying to see her, and I don't see her walking towards me. And then my phone rings again. And uh, so that became funny, and I have the tape because one of our friends just took a video of it. So here is the audio of what happened next. Hey, hey what did you say? Can you come let me out of the port You know, she loves us. What, what happened? <laughs> Well, just start walking down here. You'll see. Okay, be right there. So there's the audio, and uh, we got a video of me doing that, and my wife just laughing, everybody laughing. And um, if you could bet on this happening to anybody, it would most certainly be me, right? Yeah, I based on your history now, um, as as our friendship grows, yes, I'm starting to see this trend now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, well, it was fine. I was rescued, but um, I was a little bit nervous about that. But thankfully, there was not much going on in the parking lot at that point. So thank you for saving me. I don't know about this uh, this trend of having your own private porta pot at the, the the football game at the tailgate. I'd love to have that. I don't know what that costs, but, uh, you know. I think it's interesting. It's year round. That That is very, it's just like, I, I know I haven't had official parking spot in years at Commonwealth Stadium, but that seems like it's pretty new. Well, you don't have your spot year-round. You, you, they oh. still don't sell a spot. But what these people do is they come and they set up their tents. And, you know, um, my our friend Brian, who was uh, on the pod a few weeks ago, he said they all set them up at the beginning of the season, and then just leave them there all season. And the university doesn't make them move them, doesn't make them do anything. They just let them sit there in the grass, and then they go and they get there at eight o'clock in the morning or something to claim their spot right by where their, you know, the skeleton of their tent is, so they can put the canopy on it and tailgate in their own little spot. So it's really kind of annoying, um, but you know, whatever. I guess that's uh, I guess that's what we do now. That that that's interesting. Very interesting. Like okay. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I like that strategy. I don't. I don't because we really were thinking we could get there early and get next to one of those um, grassy spots and have a little bit extra room, you know, for our tailgate at one of the games this year. But clearly, that's not going to happen, and that's okay. We'll still have a really good time. We still had a really good time, and we're um, we survived it. It was all good, no problem. Yeah, that that's interesting. That is very, very interesting. While we're talking football, let's stay on college football. I'm going to do give you an update on our picks. Uh, my picks last week, I went 3-0. and I blazed it up. I had uh, Colorado, Kansas, and Notre Dame. They all won. They all covered, and it was a big, good win for me. That gets me to 4-4 four and four on the year, right back to 500. Now, this week, I've got three games that I like. Um, I like North Carolina at home against Minnesota. Carolina's giving 7.5. I would like to have gotten that at seven, but I'll still take it. 
I know we don't think much of the ACC, but I do like Drake May a lot, and I don't think much of mid-level Big Ten schools. So give me Carolina at home, minus seven and a half. I've already won once betting the under with Iowa. I'm going to do it again. They're at home against Western Michigan. The over-under is 42. I don't know what Western Michigan has, but I know what Iowa has, and they don't score, and they don't let you score. Give me that. And then the third one, this line stinks, Richard. Tell me if you if you think this line stinks. It feels like a sucker bet to me. Tennessee at Florida. Tennessee is favored by six and a half. Tennessee's only favored six and a half at Florida? Yeah, it stinks. It's a sucker bet, right? Vegas yes. has to know something. Yes. But you know yeah. what I'm going to do? I'm still playing Tennessee. I don't like Florida. I still think Tennessee's a lot better. They were like Kentucky last week, struggled against, you know, they struggled against Austin P. but that's a stinker of a line, but I'm going to go ahead and play it. That's I think, terrible. Yeah, that's I agree. Terrible. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then I just missed the three-team teaser last week. Thank you, Alabama. The other two hit. I'll give you my three-team teaser this week. I'll take Penn State. They're favored by 14 and a half at Illinois. I'll tease that down. Uh, I would have bet that on Tuesday when that came out at 12 and a half. I love Penn State in that spot. Washington minus 16 at Michigan State. Let's tease that down to minus 10. I think Washington's really good. I think Michigan State's a mess. They had a little problem this week, um, as you saw, I'm sure. And then give Mm -hmm. me Georgia Tech getting 19 at Ole Miss. Let's move that up to 25. I don't think Ole Miss beats them by more than 24. So there's your bets for this week. Did you see, speaking of of, uh, college football, that Mel Tucker situation, did you see that? Uh Uh-uh. No, so he's got a little uh, uh, sexual harassment situation going on um, where there was a thing that came out this week, and I'm going to pull this up because I've got a a text of it here um, that a buddy of mine sent me from uh, USA Today, I think, writing about it. But basically, yeah, according to a USA Today report, the complaint was filed by a woman who is a sexual assault prevention advocate who claims Tucker sent her gifts asked if she would date him if he wasn't married, and masturbated without her consent during a phone call. That's not yeah. real good Michigan State. So, um, yeah, it's a mess. You think uh, the big dog is glad he didn't leave Kentucky for Michigan State? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, or it, it seems like it's – I mean, Michigan State was kind of waffling if they wanted to keep him. So that's – I mean, they paid him a pretty big – salary so it's this is interesting for sure very much so it, he, his time there is probably not not gonna last much longer and so um you know that's part of why i like washington so much in that spot this week um speaking of kentucky football we had a little scare this week you want to go ahead and give us this one yeah uh so apparently the on sunday afternoon the offensive coordinator had a medical episode i think is what they called it uh, at the UK facility, uh, was rushed to the hospital, uh, was released today or was it Monday? I can't, it's, I think it was released today. Uh, seems to be doing recovering. Uh, they did not explain what it was. Uh, there are some rumors circulating what it possibly could be, but, um, I'm not going to say those until we know for sure, but it seems like he's recovering, um, not sure if he's going to call the game this weekend. Um, Stoops alluded to they have a backup plan, and but they feel like Cohen will come back. Um, but it's kind of interesting. 
very odd to say the least. Well, Liam Cohen is 37 years old, so um, it is very interesting, unusual to have that sort of a thing happen. Stoops in his Monday press conference talked about that and uh, talked. It was 9/11, so he talked about first responders and the respect he has for them, and the and the fact that they had had to call first responders on Sunday for Liam Cohen. So. 37 years old, regardless of what it is, um, what I hear is he's stable. What I hear is he's he's going to be okay. Uh, how much time he takes off, I don't know. Um, and 37 years old, having a medical scare is, man, that's young. It's really young. I hope it was just an anxiety attack. Right. Honestly. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, 37 having that, that that's really scary. So I hope it's just an anxiety attack or something. He or found gas. some of <laughs> Something he's found some of Claude Bassett's old sweatshirts in the closet, and it just kind of freaked yeah. him out. Yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, right. So. right. Um, moving on from college football, we, we're going to stay on football for a minute because we're recording Tuesday, the first week of the NFL seasons in the books. It was interesting, exciting, lots to talk about. We're not going to talk about much of it, but what we will talk about is what happened last night with Aaron Rodgers, uh, four plays into the game, and he tears his Achilles tendon. And uh, just breaks his heart, breaks the hearts of the Jets. I'm sure the NFL is very disappointed because he's uh, a celebrity in that league. And the Jets went on to win a really fun game, a really good game that they won in overtime. But uh, just and I don't like Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to go to everybody knows that. But um, you hate to see that happen. Yeah, that was. um yeah, that wasn't good. Uh, did you have you seen the video of it actually happening? Yeah, yeah, and he knew immediately. Of, yeah, of his Achilles like rupturing. Yeah, that was that was that looked brutal. It looked I'm not really gonna bad. Lie. Yeah, yeah, it really. was not good. But it was the most Jets thing that could possibly happen, wasn't it? Like, yeah, I'm I'm a Bears yeah. fan, and like we've had a lot of bad luck, but over the last, since they won Super Bowl three. The Jets have had zero luck. They have had it all go against them. And it's just, it's not really funny, but it kind of is. Um, that like, okay, here it is. You've got a great defense. You brought in Rodgers, paid him a lot of money. He brought in Alan Lazard, a couple of his guys he likes, Randall Cobb. And you think you can go to the Super Bowl. You got four plays. That's it. Yep. Yep. And then uh, apparently Jet fans were flipping off the cam- ESPN cameras last night to uh to boot so uh good times you know know what i don't understand i don't get why the jets like the jets get so much coverage i know because they're in new york but man jets fans are totally classless i know we talk about philly fans everybody talks about how bad the fans are in philadelphia or cleveland or god i was at a Bengals game and it was bad but i think the jets fans are the worst i just think they're the worst yeah if that franchise was located in Charlotte, North Carolina, we'd never hear about them. But we constantly hear about them because they're in New York. Yep. Yes, we do. Yes, speaking, we do. Speaking of the NFL, I got a question for you. This is a fun question. Yep. After we've watched the first game, and I think we we can overreact or or whatever, but thinking about the Jets and their woes over the last 50 years, um, I, I, there, there are four teams in the NFL who've never been to a Super Bowl. And they are the Cleveland Browns, the Detroit Lions, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Houston Texans. Of that group of four, which team do you think gets to a Super Bowl first? Doesn't even win, just gets to play in one. 
Okay. <laughs> Houston, Jacksonville, Detroit, and uh, the who was the other team? Cleveland. Uh, I think I am going to go. Uh, that's tough. Um, everybody's pretty high on the Lions this year. Um, I don't think they'll get to the Super Bowl this year or in the near future. Um, Jacksonville, maybe. That's who I, I would know. take. I, I would take Jacksonville. Like the Lions are the sexy pick because they're good. They're they are legitimately good. They've got a really good defense. I watched them against Kansas City, and Aiden Hutchinson is a guy you can build stuff around and do a lot of stuff. And they just keep running dudes uh, in there on that defensive line. But I really like the quarterback in Jacksonville a lot better, and I like the coach in Jacksonville better. And I feel like not this year, but at some point, I think they get there, even though they're in a tougher um, league, tougher conference. But you know, and he's some, been there before, so that yeah. that helps them big time. So, yeah, yeah and it, it he seems to have them in the right direction. Put for it sure, that way. for sure. And uh, well, you know, Detroit has one UK player on the squad in uh, Josh Pascal, who who played really well in that uh, game against Kansas City. And then in Jacksonville, we've got two UK guys in Luke Fortner and Josh Allen. So a couple of UK guys on those young, talented rosters. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. That's that's really hard. I mean, it's just like the Browns look pretty good. I mean, I hate to admit that, but the Browns look pretty. Their defense pretty is good. very good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I I think I'd still have to go with Jacksonville overall. That'd so be my, that'd be my lean. Who knows what happens? But it's you know interesting to think about. All right, let's shift gears a little bit. We talked about how nice the weather was, Richard. We have Bourbon and Beyond this weekend. We are going to get. Perfect weather for bourbon and beyond. 78 to 80 degrees for the high. Sunny, beautiful. Not going to sweat our faces off like we have in the last couple of years that we've had it. So I am very, very pumped. Planning to go all four days. Are you Are you going to make it out at all? I don't think so. Um, we, uh, I have a race on Sunday morning. I'm doing 18 miles on Sunday morning wow. and I thought about trying to go Saturday, but I don't think standing for eight, like eight hours before a race doing 18, uh, is a good idea. I still might change my mind. Um, we might sneak out of town because that's basically in our backyard. Although if we sneak out of town, it's the wrong day to do it because it's the one day I want to hear the show playing uh, all those bands. So I don't know. I I'm, I'm torn. I, I don't, I, I don't know. I can't answer that right at the moment. Yeah. that Saturday, the Saturday, the other thing about Saturday night is you wouldn't get home till late, but because the, yeah. the, the run at the end of Saturday with the black crows, the Avent brothers and the black keys, you're not going to want to miss a note of that. That's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so we're, we're going all four nights uh days thursday we're working but then going in the evening and i want to get there in time to see billy strings and brandy carlisle they're the last two but uh we think we can get there for the act before now this is how you know you've been married for a while richard um and i don't know if this would happen to you i don't know if you've been lo married long enough for this to happen to you but the act before the is uh, before billy strings is trained and my dislike of train is well documented um, across across the years. Everybody knows I don't like train. Um, you know, I'll go, I'll get there for the show, but I don't like them. 
And Elizabeth said, as we were talking through this with Brian on Saturday afternoon, she said, I think we should try to get there for train. Like, go on at 645. We can make it. And I really want to see you in misery. <laughs> so That's love right there. Love. All right. All right. It's, uh, I think this one's going to stick. Um, anyway, uh, I'll, I'll do a full report on train. I'll, I'll go off if I've watched them next week when, when we record, it'll be very fun, but I'm looking forward to that. I've been looking at some set lists, trying to get myself cranked up for this because I like it. I'm excited, but the lineup is not quite as good as it was last year, at least not to me. Plus Elizabeth's going to be out of town for Friday, Saturday. So I'm going without my concert buddy. Um, but the killer's set list has looked really good. They're, they're closing out Friday night and I cannot wait for that. Never seen Duran Duran, never seen Blondie, um, uh, never seen Black Crows. So got some great people that I'm going to get it, to see. It'll be interesting to see if the Black Crows do a do the Shake Your Money stuff, more money stuff because they have been touring on that, like the anniversary of that. So it'll be interesting to see if they do that. Um, I, I, yeah, it'll be that, that will be an interesting, um, set list for them. And they also are, they have been touring with Aerosmith and it was announced this week that Aerosmith is, uh, Steven Tyler, uh, did something to his vocal cords and had to suspend that, uh, their, whatever their last tour is. Um, so they are, they've been touring with them. So it'll be interesting. They, they have a, a month off, so it, it, it'll be kind of interesting to see what happens with them. Well, I, I looked at their set list last night and they've been doing about 45 minutes, which is what they'll get at B&B and a lot of shake your money maker stuff. And then, you know, just kind of a greatest hit sort of thing, but a few deep cuts thrown in there too. So it looks, looks like it's going to be a really enjoyable set. So if you step out yeah. in the backyard and want to listen, it'll you you won't be mad about that. I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've seen them like probably thirty times, so I think I've seen every iteration of their set list they could do. So they are my favorite band. So, uh, and I am kind of a little disappointed I'm going to miss them, but at the same time, is I I'm not sure I like old black crows anymore so but right. it, anyway so yeah but well, yeah i'll uh I'll, I'll let you know as we get closer to the weekend if i can sneak over there on saturday so okay i will be there i will be um drinking a little bourbon drinking a little beer and smoking a couple of cigars so i'm gonna have a lot of fun it'll be a very good concert afternoon uh and evening speaking of music uh, i i want to talk about a song that i learned about this week and i shared it with you I work so in our world, in my culture, um, I'm just a regular middle-aged white man doing regular middle-aged white man things, and that's fine. And I work with three African American women between the ages of 21 to 25, and that culture and world is a little bit different. And we have a great relationship, and we we really talk about our differences, and we we have a lot of fun working together. One of them mentioned an artist named Sexy Red. I'd never heard of Sexy Red. She said, have you ever heard of Sexy Red? I said, I don't know her music, but I've heard you all talk about her. So I looked her up, and uh, I said, oh, does she sing the song Pound Town? And they're like, oh, my God, yep, that's the song. I said, oh, and they're like, you shouldn't read that. I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and read the lyrics. I'm going to play you guys a little clip of this right now. I'm out of town, thugging with my round, my coochie pink, my booty hole brown. All right, so that is Pound Town. That's a little Pound Town. Um, in case you didn't catch the lyrics, it starts off like this. I'm out of town, 
thugging with my rounds. My coochie pink, my booty hole brown. That's poetry, right, Richard? It, it really is. I mean, it, 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 I, I cannot wait for her to be inducted into the Hall of Fame in 20 years. <laughs> and I court- mean, it, it's it's just great. I mean, if you read the we, we <laughs> I don't think we have a young audience at all, like under the age of 18 or even under the age of 16. But yeah, it's uh, it, it's interesting lyrics. I mean, I remember when uh, uh, Two Live Crew came out and everybody was up in arms about that. I'm surprised we have not heard how pissed off the world is about this one. Well, so, it's, it's Two Live Crew was mainstream and everybody was listening to it. And I think we're just past it all now. She started as, a, I think, a TikTok um, phenomenon and got started doing that and somehow it blew up. But what a fraud I was told, this was the party song of the summer if you were young and you were not white and probably some white people too but you know what i mean so very interesting um the chorus of you know pound town just left pound town i mean it's just it's it's awesome i mean she's wanting to get her coochie scratched and she's wanting to uh get some nut on her tits it's uh, it's i mean this lady likes to play man let's go <laughs> sexy red Sexy Red, if you'd like to come on the show and tell us a little bit more about uh, a, a fun night out, we'd love to have you. Man, Sexy uh, Red, if you if you're ever in Louisville, even like let's let's have let's have let's party a little bit. Let's let's go get yeah, some cocktails. We'll, teach yep. us teach us uh, how to party. Let's go. Yes, we 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 need this. Um, <laughs> if please please come on the show, uh, we'd love to have you and talk to you more about. Uh, your tour schedule and hopefully I met maybe one of these years you're at bourbon and beyond or louder in life. I probably loud in life. It'd be amazing. And and I don't want to do anything untoward with sexy red. I just want to kind of hang out. I want to, um, uh, I want to bring that cultural experience to the middle-aged white people because I played this for several people shared the lyrics. Not one person had ever heard of it. Not one person had heard the song, knew anything about it. So I really, um, I, I, I want to get in that world a little bit and see what it's like. I'm, I'm getting older and I want to, you know, see what the youngsters are doing. Yeah. Sexy red. Come on. And, uh, we, we're, we are the good midlife, but it's just like, we're also, uh, in our late forties and early fifties. And we're, we're old white guys. We, we'd like to learn more about how to party and, 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 you know, do our thing, spread the culture, spread the love. Let's, let's just, let's all learn about one another. Um, okay. We'll leave sexy red alone. (laughs) But, um, I would say if you are just hanging out and your kids aren't in the car and you want to listen to something, uh, just check out pound town by sexy red with that. I wonder, I wonder if Mel Tucker played pound town to that woman. I'll guarantee you Mel Tucker knows pound town. A hundred percent. He knows pound town guaranteed. And he probably played it for, and that's probably why he's probably did. uh, Probably another to lose his job. That's right. That's right. Um, all right. With that, we'll, we'll jump into movies, books, and TV because we got just a little time left. I want to get to something that I saw this week that was cool. That was a little, uh, insider, um, info, but, what what have you got? I know you were watching The Diplomat. Are you still riding on that one? Yeah, I am. I finished episode two. It's getting a little bit better, but it's also like I, I I'm still torn. Carrie Russell still looks greasy. Um, I and I, I I can't. It's weird. It's just like every. It's like did she not shower any of the episode? 
Like, I, I, I'm convinced she didn't shower. Now, what's funny is, like, you'll see one scene where she showered, and then the next scene, it looks like she, like she's back to greasy. So it's kind of weird. It's, it's kind of like that distracts me with the show. I'm also watching Ahsoka, which is not bad. Um, it, I think it might be better than Obi Wan, um, and it's definitely better than the Book of Boba. Okay, I haven't started Ahsoka. I want to. Um, I would have never bet on Carrie Russell as being greasy. Would you? No, never. Didn't she have like a, a commercial for a hair care product at one point? I think she was. Well, she uh, used to have that really frizzy, frizzy, yeah. curly hair, and, and she and was then selling. She cut it off. And yeah, it looked like a an afro a little bit, and um, yeah, I, I don't know. Well, I'm pretty sure she or sold something her. cosmetics or hair She's, stuff, and yeah. Something that would lead you to believe that she would not look greasy, but uh, I think she's a beautiful woman. And um, anyway, well, we'll we'll yeah. keep watching to see. Uh, she didn't look like that in the Americans, and she was a Russian. Just no. throwing that out there. Well, like she I was said, a KGB spy. Like I said last week, when you come from Russia, like you're using all the product. You don't get that yeah, stuff at exactly. home. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So well, we we watched this week. My my wife, uh, if you're a book reader, you should follow her on Instagram. It is eb underscore bookshelf. That is her bookstagram account. And she has lots of followers and she interacts with a lot of people and she gets free books to read and review. She'll give you some books. She'll give you some uh, recommendations. Uh, if you reach out to her, she reads all the time. That's her favorite passion. And as a part of one of her book groups she got an invitation sunday night to watch the first episode of the netflix series all the light we cannot see which is based on a novel that she loved and so we got to watch the first episode of this uh series and it's about a blind woman in france during world war ii and the, the germans are in and she's broadcasting reading jules verne over the radio but there's some sort of a code associated with it but uh, it's really good. The first hour of that was really good. It's got is Mark that with Mark, Ruff Mark yeah. Ruffalo. Okay. I, he's one of my favorites. He's a great everyman. I think when young in his career, he thought he was going to be a super stud, and he's not. And I just love him as an actor. Hugh Laurie is in it, who's very good. He's known for House, but he's done so much more that's better than that. And I just I thought it was a really really good pilot for that series and i wanted to watch more the whole thing drops in november or starts in november so about six weeks out that one hits and i would recommend that to everybody because it was very very good so we had a fun sunday afternoon elizabeth made some uh french uh beef bourguignon or bourguignon, whatever and uh, it was delicious we we ate some french beef soup and uh watched a little french story uh on netflix so it was very good Interesting. Well, I saw the trailer for that. There's, I uh, and it looked pretty good. I, I I I definitely plan on watching that. There's also a new one. It's called Reptile with Benicio del Toro. Oh, one of my looks, favorites. Yeah, it looked it, with Alicia Silverspoon. They're reunited. They did a movie back in the '90s, I think. So there, it, it looks kind of, yeah, it looks really good. Check out the trailer for that one. So, Excellent. I, yeah, I want to see that. Um, now, tomorrow on Netflix, I don't know if you know this. I know you're sure you do, but Wrestlers comes out. Are you familiar with this? No. This is a Netflix series about Ohio Valley Wrestling, which is an old minor league wrestling group that 
was purchased by Matt Jones. And I think, I think Craig Greenberg or the mayor of Louisville is a part owner in this too, but they came to Kentucky last year. They followed them around and they did this docu-series about it. Al Snow, who's a former wrestler is also involved in this. And so this is a Netflix series going national. Everybody's going to see Kentucky, Ohio Valley wrestling, and uh, check it out. It's gotten great reviews. The New York Times review today, I read that, and it was it was like a two-thumbs-up review of this uh, series called Wrestlers based on uh, minor league wrestling in Kentucky. It, do we have to deal with Matt Jones, though? Yes, he's on it, and um, uh, a lot. He's on it a lot. We we got to see him a lot. And uh, but I don't know how much I don't I don't know the story. I don't know what he talks about or what happens with him. I know that he is very much involved, though. But I think I think it's more a vehicle about Al Snow than it is about Matt Jones. Gotcha. Gotcha. OK. OK. All right. OK. That makes me a little nervous, but all right. I might have to check. There's also a uh, American Gladiators documentary. Did you see that? Yes, yes, yes. That might be a good one as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it, we watched American Gladiators. That was such a great show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to see about all the drug use and all that. Right, stuff. right, so, right, right. All the I mean, and I, coke. And yeah, I, I'm very excited <laughs> about this. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right, we got a couple minutes left. Anything else you want to get to? No, I can't think of anything. Um. Uh, no, not really. Uh, just, uh, I, I, I just got a picture from my wife, uh, from Louisville. It looks like it's raining down there where it's nice it and cloudy. It it's, uh, sunny and some clouds in the, in the sky in Indianapolis. So it's not too bad. This is so, the only day of rain this week. So it's all fine. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, and it's beautiful yeah. outside. I've sat outside with my dog the last couple of days, having a lot of fun. Um, so fall is early. Fall has shown up. A little early. I'm a little worried. It's, it's going to be we're, hot. We're next gonna week. Get, yeah, we're getting heat back and I'm a little worried like all my train. It's just like I'm enjoying this cool weather and then we're going to have a hot October. So uh, and that makes me nervous. But um, oh, but anyway, I got something. So. I got something real quick. Um, Donnie Osmond. You're familiar with Donnie Osmond. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Donnie Murray. Yeah. Mormon superstar. Uh, saw in an interview this week, he claims in his, I don't know, 70 years old, whatever he is, he's never said a curse word, profanity, swear word. You buying that? Uh, no. And yeah. and why is that relevant right now? It's just like what it's just like, is this just an attention grab or clickbait again? I don't know. It's it's who the hell? I mean, like 85 percent of what's on the Internet on news sites is clickbait. So and it's, yeah. it's stuff that doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the Colin Cowherd effect. Like, let's just let's just throw this out there, whether it's true or not, or I've done any research on it at all. It's it's yeah. So it's, it's Colin Cowherd I, this week uh, in his NFL picks, his blazing five that he always totes and says he knows people. Uh, he went zero and five, and I always always love that. So yeah, yeah, that jackass. That, we, we might that have a jackass is right. <laughs> that that we might just have a show just dedicated to his jackassness jackassery so, all yeah. right we're we're up against our, our number here so we're gonna hop out um guys thanks for listening again have a great week we're gonna be back next week with bourbon and beyond info and some more football updates and i hope everybody has a great weekend a lot of fun we're gonna get out of here we're gonna keep living our best midlives you keep living yours see y'all later yeah that nigga dig up his dome yeah that nigga eat me out